we've always had a population of our teams that work from home. I see that percentage going up a bit because of all the tools and the products and services that are being developed that allows an employee to work from anywhere in the world. That's Michael Ford. He's a big sports fan who knows what good teams are made of. He's also the global head of real estate and security at Microsoft, where he and the company are shaping the way teams are working together these days, especially during this lockdown, and how teams will work together in the business world of the future. Coming up, Michael and I discuss office space, technology, corporate culture, and of course, teamwork. That's ahead on this episode of The Weekly Take. Hello, this is Spencer Levy for The Weekly Take, and this week I'm delighted to be joined by our client and friend, Michael Ford. Michael, welcome. Thank you, Spencer. Michael, before we dive into the business questions, let's start with something that I know is really important to you, football. I've read you do some coaching in your spare time, and as an Alabama A&M grad and a University of Alabama fan, I'm pretty sure I might know the answer to this, but what do you miss the most about sports uh, not being played today? Well, I love the competition of sports, and yes, I'm a huge Alabama fan. I roll with the tide. Uh, I would call them America's team. Uh, You know, everybody should be an Alabama fan because of the tradition and and the winning 17 championships. Well, I'll tell you what, having gone to Cornell, um, I feel jealous. We have uh, four national championships in football, but the last one was in 1939, so it's been a while. (laughs) But staying on the personal front for, for a minute, tell me, what do you miss the most? You know, ball games, restaurants? Tell me, tell me what you think when you get home at night and say, boy, I wish I could watch this on TV or go to this restaurant. Well, it was a tough transition uh, from uh, going to work every day and, and working from the home. I miss the commute into work, uh, listen to my favorite sports shows, and then, of course, the interaction with the employees at work. I'm the type of manager that I I walk around in the AM and talk to everybody, understand what's happening across the organization, and I walk around in the PM. I really miss that. And then you have that commute home where you get a chance to unwind. Uh, We miss, I miss that. Now I work from the time I wake up in the morning to the time I go to bed. And, and we should pay attention to that as managers and leaders to make sure the employers are not getting burned out. We still need that time, that break uh, to walk in the park or spend time with your family. Uh, that's something we need to be very conscious of as managers and leaders. Well, Michael, you mentioned something that really hits home to me because one of my great mentors in, in the business taught me the term managing by walking around. And while you certainly can virtually walk around uh, through uh, different technical uh, devices, including uh, what we're on right now, you never can get that in a pure work-from-home environment. So how do you manage from walking around in the absence of the physical presence? Uh, We still schedule meetings with no agendas with my leadership team, with my skip level, and employees across my organization just to, to chat. Uh, to talk about what's going on in their lives or what they're focused on, what is their latest hobbies. Uh, That's what we're doing to make that happen. And we're we're using Microsoft Teams to do that. Uh, Some teams are even having virtual happy hours uh, to connect and and reconnect with their teams. Michael, let's talk about the future. May 2020 seems a long way from February 2020, and we're in a very different world today. How has that changed Microsoft's long-term vision 
towards commercial real estate? So our vision for Microsoft Real Estate is to build, deliver, and operate workspaces that are connected, that's physically connected and digitally connected, Uh, spaces that are accessible. Uh, We want our campus to be accessible to all. Everybody should be able to navigate a Microsoft campus. Sustainability. We want to be good to the planet. And last, to be secure. The life safety of our employees is the most important thing that we do. So our vision for the future has not changed. Now, let's talk a little bit about how technology fits into your future vision. And Microsoft's obviously world leader in that. Walk me through how technology uh, is changing uh, the future vision towards real estate. So our goal is to bring the physical environment, the physical portfolio, and Microsoft's technology together to create a better experience for our employees. And we do that around five different points for our digital transformation efforts. And number one is lead with the employee experience. What does your customer, employee being our customer, what do they need? What do they want? How can they be more productive? Number two, digitally transform our business. And that's all aspects of our business, whether it's FM, TM, PM, the security part of our business. Number three, digital in our DNA. We're always looking for ways to use technology to improve the process. Number four, insights to action. What does the data say? What does the numbers say? Don't do it just to do it. What is the information, the data saying to do? And then number five, stay ahead of the digital curve. And that's research, listening and listening to the voice of the customer. Well, thinking about taking the physical and the information and and technical, putting those together. Now let's look at the physical plant, the space itself. What changes in the future of space uh, in your real estate, uh, as in part because of where we are today in the COVID-19 crisis? Well, part of it is COVID-19. is part of the way we develop products and services going forward. Uh, traditionally, Microsoft had been in individual offices for over 30 years. Uh, we've done our research, and we're transitioning from individual offices to team-based spaces. And those spaces are for eight to 12 engineers, employees working in a team room or a neighborhood. And they're equipped with focus rooms, concentration zones, and more collaborative spaces. So that's a major shift for Microsoft and a major change for Microsoft across our portfolio. So having more collaborative open space, that trend continues, but does that space change at all? Do you have more square footage per employee because of some of the uh, challenges we're facing today? Yes, with the new social distancing standards, the six feet or two meters, we will make sure we're complying with that new standard. So we will create more space around each individual employee. Some people are suggesting that CBD locations, central business district locations, are going to come back a little slower than maybe suburban locations that people drive to. So how do you think about the commuting issue when people come to and from your uh, locations, Michael? Well, at our corporate headquarters uh, in Redmond, Washington, and we're in the suburban area, we provide transportation for our employees. We have connector buses coming from all of the major neighborhoods, and the employees can just order that from an app on their phone. And once they get on campus, we have our own campus shuttle service so an employee can move from building 99 to building 21. It's our own campus taxi service. 
Well, that's pretty cool. Do you think that's the future of transportation, that people will be using more private transportation versus public transportation? Yeah, in my opinion, I think people are using more private transportation in the future and employee-provided transportation. Got it. And so for locations for Microsoft and other large companies that are in dense urban environments today – versus those that are in the suburbs, do you see those coming back a little bit slower because uh, perhaps many employees are dependent upon public transportation? Well, I think it'll be a balance across the portfolio. If you look at Microsoft, we're in the city center and we're out in the suburbs also. Uh, I would say it's probably a 50-50 split across our portfolio. So let's talk about that because one of the things that we've been talking about here is what we call, and and perhaps you have a different term for it, is the hub and spoke model. But in Microsoft's case, your main location is in the suburbs, and your secondary location might be in the city. Do you think about it that way, about a hub and spoke? We do to a certain degree, but I can see that shifting. I see us moving more to the city center also. We're going to have a balance across our portfolio, but I do agree with the hub and spoke model. And we are gravitating more to that. Now, do you think the hub-and-spoke model, in addition to the suburb versus the CBD location, will also include some portion of flex or co-working space? I think so. I think uh, co-working is here to stay, but there will be changes to co-working because of the social distancing standards uh, and the safety and the well-being of employees. But as long as people have a desire to work outside of the home, Uh, and make connections, co-working will continue to have a role to play in the real estate portfolio mix. And I I agree with you on that. Even though some co-working companies may have some issues in the short term, I think the long-term picture for co-working is bright. Companies want it. Employees want it. It's going to happen. I don't disagree with that, but I I don't know when that time will be. I don't know if that's going to be three years, five years, ten years down the road. But I can see us going in that direction, also becoming more dense. Yeah, and I would say that one of the things we're seeing outside of the office sector is what I would call pent-up demand. Uh, You see that in the restaurant sector where a lot of restaurants that are open, people want to go back. Do you see that same pent-up demand in office? And maybe that'll drive people to go denser as well. Yeah, I think so. Once we start to uh, reopen offices, people could run back into the offices. But we want to take a slower approach at Microsoft and make sure we get the model right. This is something we don't need to be the leader in. Uh, We can step back and watch others move back into the office, and and we can move later. We're in no rush. But let's talk about another change where Microsoft has been at the forefront, which is apps and technology in the workplace. As a matter of fact, your team recently developed a mobile app called Campus Link. Can you explain what it is? Yeah, the Campus Link phone app uh, connects employees with real estate services they use every day. The main purpose of Campus Link, which we rebranded it My Hub now, is to put the power in the hands of the employee so they can navigate our campus, they can wave fine, uh, they can order lunch, they can check a menu, they can book a conference room, they can book one of our shuttles or connectors into campus and around campus. So it's more about putting the power in the hands of the employee. They don't have to send an email to real estate and facilities or security they can self-serve going forward. Well, I think the self-serve nature of it um, includes the campus life and to, to a lesser degree, but maybe increasingly the home life. But uh, let's get right down to it in terms of the changing nature of the workplace. Will we still be going to an office in the future? I think we will. We still have a set of employees that will be 
uh, working in the workplace, but we will have a percentage that work at home. At Microsoft, we've always had a population of our teams that work from home. I see that percentage going up a bit because of all the tools and the products and services that are being developed that allows an employee to work from anywhere in the world. But there will be a balance between in the workplace and working from home. And at Microsoft, we're gearing up to support both. Got it. And does that mean less office space in the future or some of the changes that are afoot might increase square footage per person? You know, I still think it's too early to tell if we're going to need less office space. Uh, You do have some groups or teams that need to work in the workplace itself. But with the products and services that we're providing, uh, you can work from anywhere. In terms of working from anywhere, as a global corporation with offices all over the world, how do you try to keep the one company culture given how many locations you have? Yeah, we have over 700 locations. We're operating in about 117 different countries. Uh, I keep going back to this, but it's our products and services that connect people. Now, Microsoft being a leader in both technology and in real estate, uh, you also have strong opinions on education and how we teach students. How are some of the lessons that you're learning at Microsoft as the leader of real estate and security, Think, do you think they're applicable to the college campuses? Yeah, I mean, a lot I've learned about collaboration. It's more of a a team game now versus the individual uh, student or the individual worker. As I said before, we're transitioning from individual offices to team space, more collaboration space. And I see the same thing happening in education. Uh, Students are in teams more now. They're doing projects as teams. And I think that needs to change in our traditional education. It's no longer the individual as a team. And we need to take a close look at, you know, the two-year college to four-year college. You can do both. You can work and study at the same time. And I see us moving in that direction. People learn different. Students learn differently. And it needs to be a balance of work and study and not just a straight two years or four years of college. Well, given the massive disruption today of COVID-19, there are some College campuses that might not reopen in the fall. Many of them are in California, just made a major announcement uh, two weeks ago to that effect. Do you think this represents an opportunity to make some of the changes that you're describing now to improve the college experience? I definitely think this is an opportunity uh, to create more virtual classrooms and, and, and students can learn from anywhere. Um, you know, this is a crisis and it sort of pushed us in that direction, but it's accelerated the digital transformation this crisis has. Let's go back now to some of the specific Microsoft real estate, if we can. And I know you just picked the Atlanta location in Midtown, a terrific location. Tell us about how you picked the Midtown uh, Atlanta location and what was attractive to you about that and how it might apply to some of your other campuses. Well, we're eager to uh, transition to Atlanta and continue to grow our employee base there, but it's more about the top uh, ranked universities and the talent in the area, in the region. And we also want to give employees choice. Uh, we have a large uh, uh, number of employees uh, in the uh, Seattle area, but now this gives employees more choice whether it's Atlanta, D.C., New York, uh, that's sort of the reason why we chose Atlanta to give employees another choice and the talent. Atlanta's talent rich. But let's go into the cultural factors if we can. First, let's, look, let's go back in time. 
for a moment. And you told me a terrific story last year, Michael, about how Bill and Melinda Gates came to visit the campus because they wanted to see the old Microsoft campus before it got torn down. Uh, I think that speaks to the uh, importance of physical real estate to the culture uh, and the creativity created by it. Uh, so could you tell us that story, Michael? Yes. Uh, uh, Bill and Melinda contacted us, and they wanted to do a final walkthrough of the old East Campus. That's buildings 1 through 12 uh, that they built. Uh, and, and, of course, they're welcome to come back and do a walkthrough. I will say a lot of great products and services uh, were created in those buildings, but it was time to hit refresh and do something different at Microsoft because we develop products differently today. It's less of an individual, but more of a, a team uh, concept going forward at Microsoft. And so the workspace or the workplace had to change to fit that. We have created more collaboration space now, uh, more fa uh, space to focus and recharge as an employee. And then we brought some fun parts into the new space also, like the Microsoft tree houses. We have a cabin on campus. We have rooftop hangouts. And we have other outdoor uh, meeting spaces like the bird houses. Well, having visited the uh, Redmond campus, those places, if I don't mind me saying, are super cool but also super functional, but also at the forefront of a trend that we're seeing globally, where if you speak to our Manhattan leasing professionals, they will say that outdoor space is the number one amenity, and that was before the COVID crisis. So how does being outdoors change the environment, change the culture, uh, change the creativity that Microsoft is trying to achieve? Well, it gives the employees just another choice. Uh, you, you have the traditional conference rooms and focus rooms, and then we have the same thing outside, whether it's a treehouse or a, a rooftop hangout or one of the bird boxes we have. And, of course, natural light and vegetation is, is good for uh, the human. It helps you be more creative and, and think clearly. Well, I would agree with that. So let me ask you uh, one more question here, uh, Michael. Uh, let's talk about some of the efforts of Microsoft around sustainability and wellness. Some folks have been considering that maybe sustainability and wellness, there are choices to be made, one or the other. But uh, I think you might disagree with that, Michael. What do you think? Sustainability versus wellness, they work together? They absolutely work together, and we're focused on both of them at Microsoft. I know some of the big challenges we have around sustainability is, you know, single-use plastics, and this is a, a culture of, of disposable items, and, and we have to change that and kick that habit as a company. And we're always listening and making changes. Uh, we have a large portfolio. We get the opportunity uh, to pilot and try different things and, and figure out what works. And then, of course, we transfer that across our entire portfolio. So we're looking at all of that. Well, that's great, Michael. And so on behalf of the Weekly Take, Michael Ford, uh, a great client of ours, a great friend of not only us, but for the entire industry, a, a terrific leader. Thank you so much for joining the Weekly Take. For more information, go to CBRE backslash The Weekly Take. Until next time, I'm Spencer Levy. Be smart, be safe, be well. Thank you.